Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering Season 2, Episode 9, entitled Trigger Finger. Uh, I hear you have a, a little spot of news for us this week. Uh, yeah, last week there was an article from The Vulture that came out to interview the Glenn Mazzara. And he probably for the first time opened up about the vaccine politics of The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, with his, Darabont? His differences with Darabont. Oh, yeah. And... This has spawned like a whole um, huge wave of criticism on The Walking Dead, which I think is interesting because this sh- this episode kind of polarized people. We'll get to that a little bit, mm-hmm. but he cleared up a couple things. Number one, he does not consider there to be a budget crisis with The Walking Dead at all. Yeah, yeah. so all these budget cuts, like I've been saying all along, and I know Seven Walls also been saying this. That the budget cuts, when you talk about the entire budget per episode, don't amount to hill of beans. Hmm. Two, okay. that it seems like that Darabont's problem was that he couldn't really make the transition to TV. That he was seeing hmm. the season as like a whole movie where, well, of course nothing's happening until the third act and the last few episodes because that's the way it's huh. supposed to be. And yeah. he was always going for these kind of gotchas and twists instead of... You know, and and painting the characters in broad strokes because if you're making a three hour movie, mm-hmm. it should sure. be generous or two hour movie. That's about the only brush you have to paint with. Yeah, definitely. You know, you can have this one scene and it's like intense, whereas in The Walking Dead has kept that same scene get repeated again. And, <laughs> and again when you and think again. about it, TV's got to be pretty difficult to pull off because. They don't just have that one that sure. thing to be concerned about. Every episode, you need those three acts, and every single season, you need three acts. How do you balance that? So I can I sympathize. Right, right, right. So, um, but uh, he said that because of that, the show was perceived as being too slow. And uh, he actually mentioned he was happy with that criticism. Oh, wow. And that he wanted to bring back some of the intensity from his days of the shield to the walking dead, mm-hmm. which I think are things that as you know, fans we want to hear. I didn't know he worked on the shield, but that's pretty cool. Right. But it's also, he talked about how difficult the transition was because a lot of the cast and crew were personally loyal to Darabont and mm, yeah, you know, he got kind of framed as this Benedict Arnold type and you know, that was a difficult thing to work through. So Benedict Arnold. Right. Anyway, been a dick for a long time. So, anyway, uh, if you want to read that, I'll probably post it to the Facebook site tonight before the episode drops. Um, cool. I'll definitely link it to the show notes. But I thought it was pretty illuminating. Yeah, definitely. All right, are we ready for the recap? Are right, are we going to talk about our thoughts of the show up front? Uh, sure, let's do that. Well, what'd you think? Again, once again, we did not. No, we did watch this together. We watched this. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> it didn't feel like we did. <laughs> sure. Um, so I thought. This was a mixed bag as far as an episode of oh, The Walking shit. Dead. I thought you liked it a lot more, and I thought uh, I'd be comfortable attacking it from the rear. <laughs> no, don't, don't get me wrong. I liked it a lot, but there were some moments in there where I was thinking, man, this is ultra-melodramatic bullshit. And there were moments where I was thinking, man, this is freaking awesome. Oh, you know what? So I think actually the parts that you liked... I didn't really have much of a problem, or that you didn't like, I didn't have much of a problem with, and I kind of enjoyed. If you're you're referring to the... Um... I'm referring to the build-up to whether or not Glenn had been shot, and also <laughs> the way um, Laurie handles uh, Shane later in the episode. Okay, well, then maybe we're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that this was a pretty big regression back to season 2.0 mean, and I think I can see the hmm. reasons why. What are the reasons for that? It just seems that 
Rick takes two steps forward of being a ba- the badass leader of this group that he needs to be given the zombie apocalypse, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. This episode, he deliberately takes one step back. What, what is that? And taking the – risking everybody's life to save that young guy whose leg was impaled on the wrought iron sure. fence. And Shane and, calls him out. And then taking him back to the group. Yeah. Both of those yeah, things mistake. were objectively stupid. I can get behind you on that, yeah. I mean, again, if it's this was any other scenario, but a if this was a zombie outbreak and not an apocalypse, I could argue that that's okay. <laughs> but this is a okay. no TV or radio on the air, mm-hmm. full blown apocalypse. Full blown, yeah. It's full blown apocalypse. It doesn't get much more blown than this. It's FBA, yeah. You cannot blow more <laughs> than because because one step over to zombie apocalypse is just zombies yeah it's no more no humans, humans and yep. there's no one around to even notice so sure. that's the last stop towards oblivion we're so, a full-blown apocalypse so rick doesn't get any breaks for that hell no okay and i think it, he regressed a little bit back to uh you know a little bit more better okay better um well we'll talk more Not about better this stuff. like you know better <laughs> like yeah beta, i got gotcha. beta. <laughs> like beta max yes not better max beta minimum in rick's case <laughs> All right. Let's get into the recap uh, uh-huh. where we can talk more about this stuff. Sure. So it opens up with uh, Lori after her wreck waking up to a zombie trying to get into the car. And what I thought this scene was a killer way to open it. Well, and it helps to watch it in the dark with the sound cranked up. Sure, yeah. Um, but it, the the feeling there was just so creepy. I actually thought they should have played it where she didn't wake up before the intro. Yeah, sequence. you mentioned that. I actually like this, the her getting her kind of horrified reaction. I'm surprised at how much internet reaction was like, this would have been so awesome except for we didn't care that Lori lived or died. In fact, we preferred that she died. Yeah, that is a little bit of a problem. It's like, do you imagine how effective this would be if we actually felt something for Lori? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm squarely in the camp of I don't like her. Yeah, I think I she's bad for the group. Yeah, I, I've come to some realizations that we'll talk about later with Lori. But I think if this were like Glenn or if it were uh, Maggie would be – one that we would really care about, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's the nice girl who you don't want to see get eaten by the zombies. No, I yeah. definitely I would have to say the people I care. If I'm 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 giving don't give a shit and two shit categories. Uh-huh. The two shitters are definitely Glenn, Maggie, Maggie, Daryl, and that's okay. it. There's okay. some people I'm not I'm ambivalent about like and like Andrew's Carl. worked her way from the don't give a shit to give a shit. Yeah, yeah, she's had Carl's in there, T Dog's in there, Andrew's in there, and Shane's in there. It's hard to give a shit about T Dog right now because he hasn't done anything. Right, but in he's, so long, he's but so. he hasn't done anything to antagonize but, but, me. But you're right. Yeah, Shane's in there because I just you know he's he does he kind of annoys me. And plus, he's a rapist. <laughs> uh, the don't <laughs> give that. a shit category is like a delivered die is Dale, Lori, Carol. Okay. That's about it. Oh, Herschel's in. I'd probably give a Herschel? shit about Herschel after yeah. this episode. What about Beth? The, the comatose. Don't give a shit. Don't <laughs> yeah. even know her name. Yeah. I didn't know her Who? name until this episode. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on then. Uh, we pick back up with uh, Dave and Tony dead at the hands of Rick and Herschel and Glenn. Uh, and their friends show up looking for him. Mm-hmm. And the guys hide. Uh, I thought... <laughs> Dave! Dave's not here, man! <laughs> I thought so funny. <laughs> When they're like yeah. knocking on doors, ask for Dave. Yeah, no, I'm awesome. Dave. Dave, oh, he's not here. Anyway, uh, but it was good to see them scavenging guns and ammo, though. 
yeah. I thought that was a cool little uh, detail to put in there. Immediately going to looting the bodies. Yeah. Even Glenn. Glenn knew what was up. Sure. Glenn heads over and picks up a gun. Uh, so then we go back to Lori, who climbs out of the car and kills two zombies. That, um... The FX work on that zombie oh, pushing his face in and, mm. like, the skin's peeling off and... Mm-hmm. That zombie just acted the shit out of that. I, I, well, yeah. I mean, this is the action that zombies are good for. Because mm-hmm. a human isn't going to tear their face off trying to get through a windshield. A zombie will. That's what's so scary about them. It depends what's on the other side of the windshield. Really? What, like Twinkies or something? A nice heavenly ham. And I was really hungry. <laughs> uh-huh. I could, yeah. you know, maybe. Bottle but, of Jack. Oh, and Heavenly yeah. Ham? Herschel would shove his face through <laughs> yeah. steel yeah, get right to get out. to a bottle of Jack. What the hell did Lori stab the zombie with? Uh, it was actually the uh, the windshield wiper controls. And they established in the next shot that the gun was in easy arm's reach of where she was kind of like flailing for. I don't. Uh-huh. I was wondering this whole time, was like, what the hell, where is your gun? Yeah. I was on the floor, like, or or on the side Ground, of the... where she was laying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really fault her for not picking it up. Really? It, yeah, because she was in very, very uh, imminent danger. I tell you what, it's a good thing that there was a hole in that windshield that the zombie went for, because I kind of think that if the windshield had been pristine, that the zombie climbs up and gets to her through the open window on the passenger side. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because we've seen that zombies can climb. Sure, zombies sure. seem to be fit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Fit enough to shove his face through a windshield. And when, man, he got... I kind of thought... Because I don't think Lori's untouchable. I don't think she's in the category. Like, I think Rick is untouchable. I don't know. Based on the... Carl's untouchable. The way Glenn's she feels after this car crash, she might be untouchable. Because <laughs> she just jumps right up, no problem. I'm After just, rolling her car over. I'm just saying that it's somewhat effective to put her in danger because, like, when that zombie grabbed her by the hair, I'm thinking, yeah. shit, maybe this is all over for her. I would maybe. buy her dying at this point. Yeah, it would be Daryl's nice. Daryl's untouchable. <laughs> I um, hope Daryl's untouchable. I'm just saying if they killed those people, I would be flummoxed. Everybody else yeah, is yeah. pretty much up for grabs. All right. Uh, so then the group is sitting down to eat, but they find out that Lori's missing. Uh, and I found it interesting that in the absence of Rick and Herschel, Shane's sitting at the head of the table here. No questions asked. Yeah, he just sits right down. He stepped right into the daddy spot. Interesting. You want to take the daddy piece of chicken? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put on the daddy pants. Uh-huh. Which He's, hat is he going to wear? He he gonna... would, if he wore a hat, it would be the daddy hat. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I yeah, I thought that was very interesting, too. Yeah, so they, they go looking for her uh, all around the farm. Um, and then Dave and Tony's friends try to get into the bar, uh, but it basically turns into a shootout. Mm-hmm. I mean, just right off the bat. Now, what do you think? Uh, Rick definitely didn't look pleased at all when Glenn jumped in front of that door. He had his gun up. He was ready to blast whoever came through there. Uh, what do you do in this situation? Are you going to go with Rick and just blast whoever comes through? Or well, do you... I'm kind of wondering why they didn't execute Rick's brilliant plan of get the hell out of the bar mm-hmm. when they had the chance. Like, very quietly, stealthily, you know, head to the back of the bar and get out of there. Yeah. And let the rednecks pass. And, because that's, I believe their car was in the back anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, it seemed like it. So, I, I, I don't know. I didn't think that was a great plan. And, obviously, Glenn kind of just reacted on... Yeah. So, but then I also don't know 
what Rick was trying to pull with this whole, you know, they drew on us first business. And they uh, kind of explain yeah, it. Yeah, like, Herschel looks really he, pissed about You don't understand. That. This is how the new reality works. Uh-huh. He's like the getting, speech he gives everyone. He's getting the, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what it's like out there, except for you are <laughs> out there. You are out there with the zombies, but you don't know. So you do know. But what it's if like. you knew what I know, and I know what you know, we would just put our <laughs> guns down and go home. Yep. But you can't come with us. I, I don't know. I thought, like, who's he trying to convince here? I, it's not going to work. This obviously. is this is this is Beta Rick uh, yeah. slipping back into Beta Rick mode. Yeah, I, I mean, but he was ready to kill him. It just Glenn kind of jumped in the way and thwarted that. So you think so? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, once Glenn jumped in the way and they knew there were people in there, Rick had to change. His I plan. think Rick would have done some dumbass thing, like you know, pointed to his head and took him hostage, and then it was oh dead. yeah, yeah, just until the zombies came to eat him all. Gotcha. Yeah. That's and what then I save think. Yeah, once I, they got do hurt. I think he would have killed that dude in, in cold blood? No way. No, not no. after I saw the rest. What I see from the rest of the episode. Yeah, good point. Uh, so then we go to Carol uh, and Daryl. One of their scenes together. Um, she tells him that Lori's gone, and he tells her that Lori must have gone after Rick uh, because of the conversation they had earlier. Uh, Carol questions why he didn't say anything about that conversation, and Daryl doesn't respond. Uh, she then pleads with him not to distance himself from the group, but Daryl doesn't care. Daryl just gives her the silent treatment there. Um, I like here that Daryl is as kind of the voice of the audience calling Lori a dumb bitch who went off to try to save her husband who didn't need saving. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. Uh, and I feel like Daryl oftentimes is the voice of the audience a bit. Uh, when stupid shit's happening, he calls it out. Him and Shane. Him and Shane, yeah. Are both the the voice of the audience? Yeah, Daryl more so in season one for sure, uh, where he's taken <laughs> he's threatening to kill everybody with an yeah, axe. Yeah, uh, Shade stepped up a little bit in that role this season though. Um, did you did you have any comments about that episode or that scene rather? Not really. No. Okay. Uh, we'll get to another Carol and Daryl scene here. That's soon. the good That's one. The really good one. As, as I call it, the good one, and I kind of think. <laughs> I wish the first scene didn't exist because it kind of blunted the impact of the second one. Hmm. Okay. Um, so Carol reports back to the group and uh, Shane speeds off after Lori. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a short scene. I didn't have much to say about it. So if you didn't either, we can move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attackers at the bar try to back or try the back door, uh, but Glenn moves to intercept. Uh, what did you think about Glenn's actions here in going into the? Uh, the basement or whatever this was. I thought it was hilarious because Rick's room. like, you know, there's a scary sound in the basement. Glenn, you check it out. Uh-huh. I have a son. Herschel has many daughters. <laughs> Do you not understand that you are less valuable? Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah, and then Rick, and Glenn's kind of like, I feel like he's a man who's progressively shitting his pants throughout this whole scene. <laughs> like they're just filling up throughout like, the scene. Yes, little by little. Like cuz like you see him when he's like, "Oh god, but I can't say no." And he goes down mm, the basement, tense as hell, uh ends up kind of faking his own death in combat later on. I mean, I just yeah, feel like yeah. Glenn's a mess and I don't I, I didn't really figure out why mm-hmm. until the, you know, later on until the later. episode. Yeah. Then we'll talk about that. But yeah, it's like uh, anytime you hear a scary noise, there's a zombie in the well, send Glenn. There's yeah. a zombie in the basement, send Glenn. Uh, need to go someone yeah. out and get the truck to pull it around when there's a bunch of crazy gunmen and zombies outside, 
shit, Sin Glenn. Maybe they Rick was using his size as the reasoning here. Well, he's less likely to get hit. <laughs> There's less of him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just like he did in the well. <laughs> uh, so then Shane finds Lori's car and two dead walkers, uh, but Lori is nowhere to be found. And I'm like, where the hell would she go? <laughs> would she? So, would yeah. she? Re- uh, and and then it's kind of weird. We hear in the distance either the sound of shotguns or thunder. It's hard to tell which. And if we heard it, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be guns. That was supposed to be the shotgun blast. Hmm. If we heard it, then surely now we found out later that Lori's you know a couple another half mile up the road. Surely mm-hmm. she heard it, which I don't understand. How um, Shane was able to so easily talk her into thinking. Well, of course, I guess why would she think Shane would lie? <laughs> yeah. Well, although she brings up his history of lying later. True. Uh, so, uh, but, but I'm I'm wondering, is that if that is gunshots and not thunder, is that a shot that we saw happen at the bar? I think I is that that's what we're how I to see? took it. Okay. That's how I interpreted it. I could be wrong, but that's how I interpreted it. All right. Um. So Lori continues to walk to town, apparently, here, because uh, we know later Shane picks her up uh, mm-hmm. further down the road. Why do you think – is this, like, the only road between the farm and town, and she assumes that when she woke up if uh, that Rick hadn't been back yet because this is the way he would go and he would see her? Well, supposedly, we somehow know from previous episodes that there is only one road between the farm and the main town, okay. which makes her looking – at the map, stupid, and, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. This is beyond stupid. This is pissing me off just talking about it. Why? So she wrecks her fucking car, yeah, yeah. and she fights off two zombies, and her reaction is to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue to go rescue Rick. Yeah. It's, Even though she has no idea how long she's been out. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous, the fact that I'm seeing this and that she is this child at home's mother and she's carrying an unborn child mm-hmm. and she wants to potentially make <laughs> Carl an orphan in this fucking world. Yeah. I hate her and yeah, I hate yeah. her and that's, it's, it's bullshit. So. The trouble – What more can I say? I, I wish that wasn't in this episode, but Let I me mean... get a thesaurus and look up the word bullshit. <laughs> I, will, I can tell you more oh, about how I feel. a picture of Lori. What? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I mean they kind of had to deal with what happened last time, and I wish that, that they didn't, but – They could have killed her. This is how it goes. Yeah. Which I, I thought was interesting that. as I was recording the feedback. I at one point hit three emails in a row saying – at the end of last week's, uh, it wouldn't wouldn't be awesome if Lori was dead. <laughs> I'm like, that's a problem. Show show people. Yeah, yeah. You don't want people to say that about your character. Um, I thought it was interesting. I was reading a review on Grantland, which is rapidly becoming one of my favorite. It's a sports site, but it's become one of my favorite pop culture sites. Um, where their reviewer, and I can't remember his name, said it was a cosmic miscalculation by the producers to end to begin the show on this kind of cliffhanger because nine out of ten audience members doesn't care about Lori. That's true. So it's like you're shooting your wad on this awesome shot of a character who we just assume, like, yeah, zombie eater. Yeah, go get her. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Good point. Uh, so the next scene is a really long scene. Um, I'm going to break it into a couple parts. Uh, the first part is the uh, Rick sends Herschel over to cover Glenn while he's in the back, uh, and he tries to get to the car. They get ambushed, and Glenn goes down. This is the whole thing where 
uh, Glenn thinks they think Glenn has been shot, and they kill the other guy, and they watch the dumbest man on the earth jump off of a rooftop, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, and impale himself on a fence, uh-huh. and the rest of the guys drive off where they're yelling about roamers. <laughs> All uh, right, th- this scene to me, I like the action that happens behind the the bar. But I don't like anything about this Randall guy who jumps off the rooftop. There's nothing I like about him. I'm at a loss because, I mean, is this, I can't see how this happened. It looked like he jumped, (laughs) ricocheted off one building. It's like a a Rube Goldberg contraption. He, (laughs) like, ran down a ramp. A bowling ball knocked some pins over, a fan <laughs> turned on and blew a little sailboat across a tub of water, and then he impaled himself on an iron spike. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. – f- I've watched it like six times. I still don't know what the fuck happened and why he thought that was remotely a good idea. Yeah, and why everyone was telling him to jump. Where's where's he going to jump to? Why wouldn't he – just because like, like level – there's like several different – okay – he climbed up there. Somehow, yes. He probably is up there. didn't take like an hour. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it probably took 30 seconds or so. There were no f- zombies visibly trailing the truck. And if you're going to jump on anything, why not jump in the truck? You know, it's like, why? Sure. And, or, or at least work your way to the second level and do that thing where you kind of hang off and, you know, then, and then you're, you're like five to six feet closer to the ground and drop. Yeah. And that just. <laughs> Again, this kid is dumb. It's like what well, that. It reminds me of the f- scene in uh, episode two hundred one where they framed this deal at the road where the zombie horde just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you can pull this scenario off, but for me as an audience member, not to be going like I, I, I wrote the word WTF no less than three times in one paragraph in my notes <laughs> because I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe like okay, Lin, you know what all's going on here. Mm-hmm. You, you have to – you can do that scenario. Just I just wish they'd set it up a little bit different. Yeah, I, I get you. Um, I feel like they didn't storyboard it. They just like, uh, we got a stuntman. He jumped off the roof and hurts himself. Uh, jump in front of it. Well, we can't um, – oh, sh- the crash mat's way too big. It's sticking out for the truck. Uh, <laughs> have him bounce off that building laying in the alley. We'll put a dumpster and a fence there and he'll get – yeah, yeah, that's that's – I just made it up and went with it, you know? Sure, sure. Anyway. Um, the, the other thing here, here is where, um, Glenn may or may not have been shot and there's this whole big buildup. You didn't think this was over the top with Herschel saying, oh, I think he's been shot. He's not moving back there. And I thought he was, and Rick on his way calling out Glenn, are you all right? Glenn not answering. Like it all just seemed like overly dramatic. Maybe, but you know, Glenn's not really a hero and you know. PTSD is real, and it could have sure, been yeah. him just kind of having this heroic blue screen of death where he just... And that's what it was. I mean, right. we know later that he was thinking of Maggie and himself no, uh, I thought not it was wanting actually to die. Way more realistic than him ramboing up and b- blowing his way through uh, some weird gunmen and zombies and roaring up sure. to rescue with the truck. Like yeah. Shia LaBeouf Boof or whatever. It, again, it was just the way this was shot and framed i guess that that made me think man this is too melodramatic for me right um anyway so let's move on to part two of that scene uh this is when the guys make a break for the car uh but rick has apparently gone off to save this idiot who impaled his leg on an iron gate uh they debate how to get him off the gate until the zombies close in and then they don't have time to remove his leg so rick just 
pulls his leg off the fence, and they all get in the car. Which, if that was possible, why didn't they just do it from the beginning? Well, it wasn't a good idea. I think Herschel there explains that if we just pull him off of here, he's going to have, like, horrible damage to his leg. Well, um, but if they cut it off, no, it's no, going to no. be just fine? But but he's saying, like, he might bleed to death because of this, whereas he could have easier access, I guess, to fix it if his leg weren't there. See, you know here's I mean? the thing. The show had an opportunity to be awesome. And have them jointly decide to put this guy out of his misery. And Herschel suggested that. Yeah, they almost did it. And that would have been, to me, much more interesting about, you know, as they're right, you could have had the scene where they're all riding, like, what are we going to tell? Mm-hmm. You know, what have we become? You know, some navel gazing there. Not that that's particularly interesting, but I just, this whole thing of Rick walking all the way back to, you know, we must rescue this guy that was just shooting yeah. us is i mean glenn's calling bullshit herschel's not happy about it Mm -hmm. um in fact i don't know it would have been interesting to see herschel whip out his gun and like why rick's reverting back to beta rick mode just be like pow you know well i feel like the writers know what they're doing here i don't i don't enjoy this the writers definitely know that they're trying to create this conflict within rick uh where last episode we see him blow two guys two guys heads off uh and then this episode we see him saving people see, if i was still writing hurt. reviews i would have said what's problem with that storytelling approach is this is much like anakin's fall to the dark side um which i didn't think was particularly well handled in the movies either but mm-hmm. you know you kill mace windu and you you go to the temple and you kill a temple full of young jedi you're bad yeah and it's not like the next scene you should see Darth Vader, but ooh, uh, Death Star boss? You think that's a little extreme? We're going to be blowing up planets now? No, yeah. you're you're all in. Once you do, choose to, like Lori said, kill the living to protect your own, mm-hmm. it seems like that should. Uh, maybe I'm way off base, and maybe Rick's reaction was to go the opposite. Like I'm going to save this guy, so it makes me seem like less of a, a dick and an asshole. But I don't. Yeah. I didn't want to see that. He doesn't want to come back with the story. That's, yeah, shut. I'm having a hard head. time. I'm having a hard time separating what I think is actually objectively good creatively. Yeah, like that might be a perfectly fine interpretation, and I just don't like it. Uh-huh. Versus me wanting to call bullshit because it's just objectively bad. For example, mm-hmm. how they spent the majority of their time in season 2.0. That's what I was going to say. It seems like they're doing this with maybe too many characters. Mm. You know, they they had this going with Shane for a while. They have this still going with Lori, uh, the Rick obviously they, they might just be doing it with too many characters. I guess that's the thing when you, one of your chief problems of show is the characters are not getting up development. You don't have time to pull forward and, and then reverse. I mean, I feel like yeah. Rick is remember in Austin powers, the second one where he gets wet in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. With, the, the he's just like, arr, 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 backing <laughs> back up forward, back yeah. forward. I, you don't have time to do that in the hallway, okay? <laughs> sure. You need to keep moving forward. Yeah. And I, that's why I guess I'm kind of more on the boat that that's a structural flaw rather than me just not liking it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing here that I didn't like uh, is Glenn's wild uh, carefree shooting. Like he's p- trying to pick off zombies with a shotgun at like 50 yards. Headshotting them. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking wait until you see the whites or the reds or whatever color zombie eyes are uh of their eyes and then shoot them. Yeah. Cuz a zombie need, you only blow its head off. That's the only way to kill it. If you miss and dismember it, it doesn't care. Well, I mean, I I just I don't know. I 
it's like a Herschel headshot and zombies with that gun that he's not really ever practiced shooting with. Yeah. In the dark from 50 feet. That's ridiculously hard. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just going with the show, assuming these people have mystical shooting powers. Because Glenn has been practicing. Sure, sure. And Herschel says he's good with a gun. He just doesn't like to shoot. I'll tell you who is good with a gun. Rick is good with a gun. Like seeing him step up there and aim a weapon and fire it is impressive. No, I mean like in the first, in the, uh, he has intent. Episode two, season one, where he was, Walking slash running down the sidewalk with a bum ankle and headshotting zombies with his python. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Yeah, definitely. So, All right. Well, let's move on then. Uh, Shane finds Lori walking down the road and tells her that Rick and company made it back safe and sound. Uh, she believes him and they head back to the farm. Yep. I'm thinking smart move on Shane's part. I agree. Cannot fault the man. Yeah. And, and that's I would do the same. Unlike the Otis situation, I would do the exact same thing in his boat, in his shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Carl goes out to, or I'm sorry, Carol goes out to Daryl's camp uh, to tell him that she's not going to let him pull away. Carol tells him to let it out, and he yells at her but doesn't hit her. Here's the good scene. This is the really good scene between Carol and Daryl. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really dark, too. There's a lot going on. Like, I'm not certain what's going on in Carol's head here, uh, but it seemed partially like she was, after Daryl didn't hit her, Mm-hmm. It seemed like she was partially surprised that he didn't, and partially surprised that she was going to let him. Well, I kind of took it, and it was, and agreed. This is a very dark scene, but mm-hmm. I kind of took it that Carol senses the danger of Daryl and his anger, and she's like, "I don't got a daughter, and I'm alone, and I'm uniquely qualified to take this kind of abuse, whether Daryl pit punches her mm-hmm. or whether he just." pours out his yeah. rage on her character and emotions and, and it's just emotional abuse. Yeah. She's like trying to save it. I've got this huge re- re- reservoir of pain that I can call upon and I'm just going to let him cause I'd rather it be me than, than it go out mm-hmm. onto the group or, or, or him just leave. He withdraw because he yeah. can't get rid of it. Yeah. So it's almost like a very selfless, uh, very selfless act of hers. Yeah. I mean, I feel that. And, the other interesting thing on Daryl's part here is that he is most definitely projecting his fear onto Carol. He he says, you're afraid because you're all alone. He's obviously talking about himself here. Uh, he has no one else in this group who he really feels attached to. Oh, sure, he's projecting. Uh, and Merle's gone, so mm-hmm. he's got nobody. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Do you think he, he actually had- crossed the line? Because it almost seemed like the end that maybe she had thought he wouldn't go as far as he did no she thought he was gonna go farther i mean she, oh, really? she tensed up and turned her head when he stepped towards her let's see because i kind of thought like that he was gonna hit her all right i, I kind of saw at the end though maybe she he actually succeeded in hurting her uh i i didn't pick up on that all right but maybe uh so then Lori and shane arrive back at the farm and she discovers that shane lied uh, while he's explaining, he accidentally drops the news about the baby in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori is not too happy about everyone, that. but Carl knew at that point anyway. Did they? I think so. Uh, they were all giving weird Dale looks. Knew. Maggie might not have because she. Oh bullshit! I don't know. No, she did. <laughs> she does. She, she knew got about the, the pills. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so she had a weird look on her face. I wonder if she was just like, "Ooh, what's Lori going to do about that?" <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I know, I know for a fact Dale knew. Mm-hmm. Maybe Andrea didn't. I don't know. So whatever. 
Um, Carl, Carl is, definitely is the definite one that got yeah. that got fixated on. Yeah. So in the next scene, they're in the house, and uh, Carl asks about the baby, um, and Shane comes to apologize says, to both of them. How is Babby formed? Uh, yeah, and she says she they haven't had the talk yet, and uh, Dale's not willing to do it. He seems a little on the old side. Twelve? Is that how old he is? In the series, that's I mean, the, in the comic book, he seems much younger, like six or seven. I think it was eight. In the oh, comics. really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was written pretty younger, but I don't know. Maybe not. I always thought maybe. he oh, was a little bit older than my son, who's five in the comics. Hmm. It's hard to tell with comic book characters; they all kind yeah, of have yeah. doughy faces. Sure, <laughs> depending on how you draw them. Right. Um, the other thing he says here that was a little weird is if it's a baby or if it's a girl, can we name it Sophia? That's a little weird, Carl. Uh, you might ask Carol about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think mean, uh, Betty Draper would think it was a fantastic idea. Oh, well, Betty Draper is a fantastically horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, not creepy at all, Carl. T- also in the sh- in the scene, Shane comes in uh, to talk to Lori and kind of apologize, and uh, he says that she brings up Otis, and he says that he died because he loves Lori and Carl. Uh, Lori tells Shane that Rick told her or that she told Rick about the relationship and calls it a mistake. And Shane makes a case for why it wasn't the way she said, I told Rick, I think this is, this shows I fucked Ted. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like in, in, in the way it was said and the reaction it had on the male part of the show. Yeah. Breaking bad reference for people who don't listen to our podcast. Cause it completely like stopped Shane in his tracks. Yeah, oh yeah. Like a 10-gauge shotgun to a rhino. I mean, he's just like, stand, oh, oh, what, you, oh, oh. And then he started talking about, you know, dude is Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> Impersonation. Sure, yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, Shane definitely wants to impress upon Lori that he doesn't believe their relationship was a mistake and that she's better off with him you than know, Rick. You know, Again, it seems like a lot of this could be forestalled if Lori wasn't such a fucking hard ass. Like, what do you mean? I, I guess from her position, she thinks Shane lied to her. I don't think Shane mm-hmm. lied to her. I really think he thought that Rick was a goner. Well, we have information she doesn't. But, but if but she, she was there, but I'm saying objectively, if she was there, she would be thinking Rick was just as dead. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that they escaped the Skinner lives from their hospital. So why can't. And maybe I've just answered my own question because she thought he was a liar. But why can't mm-hmm. she just grant him that, like, yes, Shane, it's real. It was real. I think, but the- my husband is alive, and I mm-hmm. still love him, and I, I, I've got to stand beside him. Yeah, and I think like, we got an email to that effect. Just denying his emotions is feels wrong, and and feels like something that would make you crazy. I think the problem here is they are too. Uh, Shane is too passionate and Lori is too dispassionate about this relationship and they can't just sit down and have a conversation. She won't give Shane the chance and he won't take the chance to explain exactly what happened with Rick, why he thought he was dead. I think that would clear it up. Yeah, like you said, uh, just sit down, have a conversation and that would clear everything up. Uh, of course, that you could say Shane's that about most relationships. Feel, yeah, but <laughs> Shane's still going to feel the way he feels, right? And yeah. until Rick is out of the picture, that's not an option, right? For Lori, she's made that very clear, right? So I don't know. That's a rock and a hard place there. 
so then Andrea checks in on the comatose Beth, and a very worried Maggie tells her a story about Beth finding and destroying her birth control pills. Uh, I don't have much to say about this. It's just um, basically Maggie reminiscing and being sad about her sister's condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the nice... It's a nice character moment and a very efficient character moment. It tells us sure. something more about Maggie and her sister. doesn't take a lot of time. And, and it kind of lets us know that Andrea isn't totally a heartless bitch, you know. Does that, too. Yeah. She's still got some emotion. And also shows that I think if Andrea is representative of the group, that the mm-hmm. group is pretty much on to her feelings for Glenn, too. Gotcha. The yeah. way Andrea reacts when he goes, Glenn's a nice, is, is, is such a nice guy. Yeah. So, or a heck of a guy. So. So then Andrea prepares to leave with Shane uh, to go find Rick. And Dale tells her not to go because Shane doesn't care about finding Rick. Uh, mm-hmm. But she, he picked the wrong person to try to convince because Andrea is loyal to Shane. I, I love how – did I say this to you or did I say that – I can't remember if I, when, when I said this or realized this. But I felt like I was watching a political debate. Like, you know, when you hmm. see – sometimes when you see a conservative uh, and a liberal and they're like – pretty agreeable with each other but then they'll find the issue that they don't agree on and the other the person one person's like you can't be serious yeah and that how would, can that a would right, be Dale. how can a right thinking person <laughs> such as yourself believe such obvious insanity yeah and the other person's like well fuck you this is what i do believe <laughs> blah, blah, blah. i felt like we've got you know i don't know there's Two political factions. Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly, and, and, this party is splitting into two here. And the listeners are just starting to describe it: Team Shane, Team Team Rick. Definitely, but yep. you know, it's like I feel like they're going to start wearing buttons because I just felt <laughs> yeah. like that. And and if you're Team Rick, you can't understand why the other person's on Team Shane and vice versa. Do well, you in think... my opinion, they're all jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a douchebag and turd sandwich situation. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that this is going to lead then to a greater schism amongst the group? Oh, certainly. To this point, yeah. I kind of thought that, okay, Rick or Shane, you know, Rick's probably going to prevail with Hollywood being what it is, mm-hmm. and then everybody's going to fall in line. I kind of think that there might be a, a, a rip and parting of the ways here. Yeah, I mean, from Especially what I've Beta seen... Rick doesn't man the fuck up. That's what I'm thinking. From what I've seen, Shane is not going to tolerate Rick's bullshit any longer, you know? Not for much longer, anyway. He's right. got maybe an episode or two until Shane is done with it. Mm-hmm. And that's when things are going to start splitting. I mean, Andrea is obviously loyal to Shane. Uh, Dale's definitely not. Right. Uh, Carl is going to be an issue because he's very much on both of their sides. Right. He likes Shane a lot. Oh, he does. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how, like, where the the perforation is in this group. <laughs> who goes with who? Um, so then... Uh, Rick Herschel and Glenn, uh, and I guess Randall is in the car, uh, pull up just before Shane goes to find him. Uh, Herschel heads inside immediately to prepare the operating table as the group notices Randall. Uh, not a whole lot here. They're they're kind of disappointed that uh, Rick brought somebody back. They don't know what to make of it. Uh, and they don't know the situation yet on how um, Randall came to be in the car. Uh, so then in the next scene, Rick explains it. Um, Daryl, convinced by Carol's pleading, shows up at the house to see what's going on. That was a pretty cool uh, touch there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane declares that we're back in fantasy land. And he also Daryl was going to join them to look for Rick, too. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was all suited up and oh. was ready to go with Andrea and Shane hmm. out. So I thought that no, was... No, I didn't notice that. You're right. Uh, Carol's efforts were not in vain. Definitely. Yeah, he realized that he was kind of being a dick, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so he's he's manning up. Uh, I'm kind of starting to feel bad for Shane here because even though he gets into a uh, rapey Shane mode every once in a while, everyone just all the time is shitting on him. But he is an asshole. For, but but he's making the rational call. But he's an ed- asshole doing it's, it. It's you're right. It's the like you said about that scene earlier. It's the way it's framed. Shane yep. just comes across as an asshole even when he's making the right decisions. And that's time and time again. It's not necessarily the people that are right that win arguments. It's the people that. <laughs> Make the other people feel the best about choosing their argument. I don't yeah. know. So it's it's pretty messed up. I mean, Shane is doing everything right. He's just uh, not doing it the way the group wants him to. But he's being a condescending asshole. So unless you agree, if you, he's the classic preaching to the choir, which God knows everyone on the internet does, doesn't try to see the other person's viewpoint, doesn't try to connect to him, doesn't try to gotcha. empathize with them. It just you're stupid. You're living in fantasy land. I'm. It's actually an, the it's very are interesting. High, though. The stakes are always high, or you wouldn't be fucking arguing. Uh, the stakes are very, very high here. The stakes are high in elections. The stakes are high in relationships. The stakes are high in the zombie apocalypse. If you're I raising argue the voices, zombie apocalypse is a little more serious. Sure, you're not arguing who gets the biggest piece of chicken here. You're arguing and maybe who he should be dies. taking that into account and trying to be cooler about it. You know, that's what I'm saying. The higher yeah. the stakes, the more you want the other person to buy what you're selling. That's true. So that's, that's true. A, and Andrea all but tells him that's like you know yeah. you could. Use a little bit of a lighter touch. Yeah, that's coming up here in a couple and of scenes. And interestingly, it would be a, a pretty good idea if Shane would let her be kind of his envoy. Like they have a powwow and she approaches the group and says, you know, she could be his like ambassador. So, yeah, she's, she's his mouthpiece. The mouth of Sauron, <laughs> the mouth sure. of Shane Ron. I mean, he he can't be trusted to communicate effectively, so Andrea's gonna have to step in. No, and be he can't. a mediator. No, he can't. He can't. <laughs> All right. So, but I like this. I like how many divisions, and now Herschel's getting into the yeah. You know, like, look, I want y'all gone, and you especially, but Rick talked me out of it, so shut the fuck up. And I want my seat back at the head of the table, bitch. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so then Herschel, Herschel um. Attends to Beth, and Maggie confronts him about his drinking and abandoning her. Uh, yeah, I mean, she obviously has some daddy issues here. Uh, she she can't really, as far as I can tell, do much on her own, which is surprising considering how well we see her operating earlier. Like, when they're at the, the pharmacy, like, when they go into town, she seems pretty competent in, like, her skills, but it, it also seems like she has some issues with being abandoned uh, by her father, I guess. Yeah, and you know, the, I thought this reminded me. I forgot to mention it in the previous scene, but when they, when Glenn and her had that powwow, and she he left her in the kitchen, and they kind of zoomed out. Yeah, they had those multiple doorways and hallways that kind of framed her, almost like it looked like you were at an exhibit or some kind of zoo, hmm. looking at a caged animal. And it was a very yeah. Mad Men slash Breaking Bad camera shot to use yeah and it really made kind of the sense of her isolation and kind of the withdrawal yeah some good cinematography there yeah well i mean anytime you can do something really subtly underscore you should you should do that and yeah one of the other interesting points of the article i mentioned previously about the glenn mazares he says that he's actually trying to make the show more cinematic Hmm, i don't think we're walking dead has been to this point very cinematic at all. Yeah, there are a few iconic shots, you know, with um, Rick walking into Atlanta. The doorknob the, turning. The doorknob turning. Those, um, most of those came from those. the pilot, though. That's true. I mean, I guess when 
it was meant to be uh, cinematic and iconic when the uh, fuck I can't think of the name, but the big building blew up. Yeah, that uh, was CDC not, blew up. No, so yeah. I, I I would like to see when I say cinema cinema uh, cinematic more like this, more artist and painterly yeah. in the way they're doing things. Definitely. I think Andrew WB's blood vessel in a brain is about to explode right now. <laughs> I'm trying to describe to this show some painterly qualities. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so I feel you, man. I'm, I'm almost there with you. Awesome. Uh, so then a- Andrea comes to talk to Shane about Daniel the way he's w. interacting with the group, like we said earlier. Um, and Shane tells her that they're the only ones to see the war that they're inviting by releasing Randall. And this is a good point. Like, if they release Randall, he's obviously going back to the group that he was with before and saying, hey, I now know where the guys who killed our buddies are. It's a bad move. It's not an insignificant risk. Oh, definitely not. I would say it's very significant. And if you're just going to drop him off like Rick's suggesting and on the main road with a canteen, you're just as good as uh, unarmed. You're as good as giving him to the zombies anyway. So why mm, the fuck yeah. did you just leave him there or put a bullet in his head? Yeah. So there again, Beta Rick, uh, completely bullshitting his way through another decision. Definitely. Uh, so then, and, and we get to waste a whole other episode on the denouement of this bullshit decision. Oh I can't yeah, wait. that's the pay. I'm on pins and needles to see what happens to this boy. <laughs> so then we get to the last scene where Lori and Rick are in the tent. Uh, she talks to him about the baby um, being his, and that she. Uh, or the, she talks to Rick about Shane thinking the baby is his, uh, but she doesn't agree no matter what she says, uh, and then tells uh, Rick that Shane killed Otis and that he's dangerous. Right. And she does it in this way. I, I've i got a real problem. Well, okay, first of all, we can talk about uh, when Lori complains that Shane lied to her. Uh, Rick just gives this smile, like this look on his face. It's like, what do you expect? You're a bitch. <laughs> if he would have told you the truth, you would have bitched him out and tried to come after me. Yeah. So, like, it, and it's all said with just a smile. It's pretty funny. Right. Um, but the melodramatic bullshit is when she says, you killed the living to protect what's yours. I just didn't like the line. I felt it would have been more effective if she says something like, oh, so you killed these guys to defend us because you love us. Wouldn't it Shane do the same? was extremely literary coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Just as shocking as them pulling that camera shot with Maggie, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I saw a lot of people saying that this was very Lady Macbeth. I don't know if you get mm. that reference or not. No, I've not read it. She's kind of almost... I, I Kind of preaching this madness and poison and, and um, sure uh, paranoia in Rick, except for... I guess what I'm missing is that it's not really paranoia if it's true. Yeah. I mean, everything she's saying about Rick is spot on. Mm-hmm. And. Or about I, Shane. Yeah. Yeah, everything she's saying about Shane is spot on, and it's something coming to a head, and it's better Rick know about that. So. Yeah. I actually thought this was a pretty intense scene, and I liked it. Okay. It was melodramatic, I, and I did have some problems with the phrasing and, and her sure. reading of the lines and the way she kind of, like, draped herself over his back. and mm-hmm. But the. I thought the scene was pretty effective. I guess a bigger problem that I have with this and Lori's kind of actions throughout the series, she seems very uh, meddling. She likes to get in 
to people's business. She likes to manipulate people. Yeah, but you said She's, that. You say that. And, and I actually tried to mm-hmm. get her into an argument with a Redditor today over this, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't answer me. Um, how is this manipulative? Okay. She's telling him the truth, not what to do about it. Manipulating someone is telling them a portion of something with a goal. What, she, she does have a goal here. What's the goal? She wants him to physically deal with Shane. Because really? she says, he is dangerous. You need to deal with this. Mm. But I don't I, know if that the means... The word dangerous but, to me means physically get him out of here. Yeah, but she also said, you need to talk to him because he, he'll, you know, he won't listen to me. So it's, I think yeah. it seems like you need to... You know, we've had to talk. Now you and him have to talk. Because until that happens, he's still going to be in quote-unquote fantasy land about me yeah. and the kids and all that stuff. But if you guys sit down and talk like brothers... That might reach him. I didn't see her, and maybe because they did play the awful, creepy, weird violin. Yeah, and it's kind of music the, the, in the way background. she phrased it. The word "dangerous" to me does not mean go have a talk with him. It means go deal with him, no matter what yeah. happens. Fair point. Um, but I, I just feel like between that and like all the stuff she's done with Carl and Shane, like yanking Carl away from Shane and then having him go save her, and like just all this stuff that she's kind of uh, flip-flopped on it seems like she's playing with him i also thought that this is the most reasonable explanation for why shane killed otis okay because he loves Lori and carl well at first it's like well yeah he was just giving carl the best chance of survival i never Mm -hmm. bought that because it seemed to me that they weren't really having and if anything shane was the one that's going to die yeah. Because he was the one that was kind of gimpy and all that kind of stuff. But hmm. Shane sacrificed Otis so that he could have Lori. Yeah. So it was a selfish – it was a on-the-face selfish act. It was, you know, it wasn't selfish for his group and selfish for, for Kara. It was selfish because he wanted Lori. Yeah. And if he gave the medicine to Otis, then now that how, wouldn't happen. How does this uh, – what dynamic does this create here – with the juxtaposition of Shane and Glenn, both both acting selfishly, Glenn not acting selfishly, Glenn that's a good feeling selfish but not acting, Shane acting. I mean, that's that's certainly in his character. That's a fantastic point, Jim. Um, they're almost like mirror images. Yeah. yeah, one is self is is got this like self loathing selfishness, and he he becomes a coward over it, mm-hmm. and. Shane murders people. Yeah. He goes to yeah. rage. One goes to kind of shame. I mean, I don't know if I'm going anywhere at that point, but it just shows the difference in uh, the ability to handle tough situations between these guys. You know, I mean, Shane acts, Glenn doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of their characters in a nutshell. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, up to this point. And I hope Glenn comes out of that a little bit because I'd like to see him do more. Hmm. Uh, but that's it for the episode. Uh, do you want to do Zombie Kill of the Week and the Idiot Survivor of the Week? Uh, go for it. Zombie Kill of the Week, unfortunately, I have to give it to Lori with the the windshield wiper column. Uh, How about when the she eye. capped that zombie? Eh. It was cooler when she stabbed she busted through the, the eye. She busted a cap in that zombie. Plus, it was a creepier zombie who got it I'm first. making a pun about the hub cap. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, she, yeah, double capped him. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, even better. <laughs> All right. Thanks for bringing that one home, Jim. And Idiot Survivor of the Week, obviously also, Randall. No, no, no. What? It's Randall for jumping off the roof like he did. 
Oh, okay. he's not one of the group, but he is a survivor. Okay, you're true. That's so. that's that's true. That's true. That, who would you give? You it are to? also true. You wanted to give it to Lori. I want to give it to Lori. I wanted her, for her, wanted her to have the double header. She double capped and double header. What did she get the for, dumbass for of the surviving week? and then walking back into the danger? Okay, like yeah. who yeah. the hell? Okay, if there's shit going down that Herschel, Glenn, and Rick can't handle, mm-hmm. she's going to handle it. Yeah, and also. Why I'm on this subject, I don't buy that she ripped off a gear shift or even a turn signal knob and stabbed <laughs> the zombie through the head with it. Uh-huh. That She possesses Michael Sarian type of upper body strength, yeah. which is yeah. non-existent. Yeah, okay? weak, weak baby strength. She's got weak baby, like day-old baby strength. <laughs> she can barely cling to someone's pinky. No fucking uh-huh. way is she ripping car parts off and then shoving it shoving it through orbital sockets. No See, way. I, I just assumed that the zombie helped her rip it off. Like, he was pulling on her. <laughs> oh, she was gripping the shit. She just had the, yeah. the little pinky grip on it and the zombie yep. Yep. yanking her hair back. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he had some mechanical. Augmented her, zombie strength. Her head was like a pulley. <laughs> Her arm, the lever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the mechanical advantage, I see that happening. Definitely. He solved it again. Way to go, Jim. Ah, bringing it around. You're bring. You're you are clutch on this cast. Well, speaking of clutch, why don't we bring it around to listener feedback? We've got a piss pot full of it. So. Tons. Uh, first off, after and, I call, and I don't say tons in a bad way. I say tons in a I a good way. This well, you a, have to organize it all. I yes, don't. I did not enjoy collating this frantically before the cast, but uh, it's. I enjoyed reading it all. Sweet, though. sweet pain. Um, Matt, uh, local Matt from God dang, I still and I. You might need to check me for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, are you going <laughs> to pass out on me like Beth? Go comatose during the podcast. I'm going com- comatose right now. It'd be fantastic podcasting. It would be. Matt from South Indy says, this show excels and really comes to uh, catches on fire when Rick is a badass. This is all, by the way, yeah. from Nebraska. I'll tell you when we switch to the uh, the new stuff. Okay. Uh, that's why the mid-season cliffhanger worked and also what made Nebraska so good. Like setting a torch on a pile of zombie bodies. As soon as Rick mm. pulled his gun out, he became the coolest MFer in the room. I hope we see more of this from Rick and that his wife is dead. <laughs> so there's email number one wishing death on Lori. Yeah. Our old friend Damn you, Daniel Damn you WB <laughs> Daniel WB who I erroneously I think I called Andrew earlier in the cast. Um still not satisfied with The Walking Dead. I think he's gonna have to no. hold tight with this till Mad Men. Uh if there's or ever, just watch just watch the season finales, because those are usually pretty good. <laughs> true. Uh or wait for the uh apocalypse cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be out. If there is ever an opportunity to change course, it was the opening of 2.5. But all we get is a nice summary of all that was wrong in 2.1. Couldn't be more disappointed. All the momentum gained from the finale was tossed out the window. Even Maggie seemed to have lost much of her hotness. Best part of the debu- <laughs> debut was the teaser for Mad Men. Um, I couldn't disagree more, but hey. Honestly, I, I, I really see where he's coming from. I mean, you do? I kind of wonder if I'm... if. If 2.5 was that much better or just a 2.0 opener was so bad that it seemed like it was good. Hmm. So, but I, I, I mean, I'm going to go back away. I really, I, I thought it was a good solid B plus episode. Oh, so. I did too. Yeah. Anyway, Thorley W. Uh, he says that he's got a reason for Lori's insanity. Oh. I think the reason Lori went after Rick, not a spoiler, just speculation, is that Rick at some point when they were married either had a drinking problem or went off on a bender, which is not unheard of in the world of law enforcement. 
She was worried that uh, sending Rick into a bar after an emotional turmoil of nearly losing his son, failing to save Sophia, and having to be the one to put her zombie down might be enough to push him over to edge into the bottle. Uh, Herschel's breakdown in the bar and Rick's reaction are probably the best character moments of the show. I think it really illustrates the difference in leadership styles between Rick and Shane. When Shane was teaching marksmanship, he was encouraging T-Dog and Andrea to put aside their emotions and essentially desensitize themselves in order to survive. When Rick confronted Herschel, he encouraged him to find his humanity in order to find the strength to continue on while showing that uh, when they met Dave and Fat Tony that being human doesn't mean being naive and stupid. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that. Uh kind of framing of the difference between Shane and Rick. Uh, he loves the idea of them having to battle another faction of human beings, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Mm-hmm. While the zombies are an ever-present threat, it's not as interesting as having a villain or villains with a personal or motivation, a personal or mo- a motive to serve as a foil. The best moments of The Walking Dead have been the conflicts and divisions among the survivors, and this gives us a way to tell new stories about the conflict by preserving a future showdown between Rick and Shane by having them on the same side against an external threat. That's a good point, too. Do you think Shane will come back, Rick and Shane will come back together on something one more time before there's a, a inevitable split? An inevitable blow-up between to, those guys? Uh, uh, maybe. I mean, I see... Rick kind of blending more into Shane's mode of thinking a little bit. I mean, you see that in the bar last episode in yep. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that they have totally different worldviews, um, but they certainly aren't as close together as Shane and Andrea. Um, he offers us a few bullets in parting. T-Dog is still trying to overcompensate from his weakness from before, Judging by the way, he enthusiastically yeah. stomped Maggie's zombie mother. If there's ever a schism in the group, I could see him picking the wrong side. Yeah. I like that he didn't know that was her mother and he stomped her right in front of him <laughs> or in front of Maggie. That was pretty funny. Uh, did it look to anyone else like Car- Carol had cuts on her wrists or maybe they're just abrasions? I word that if she does herself uh, in, uh, what effect that might be have on Daryl since she's the only one that seems to appreciate him. If Daryl found his inner Sawyer this week, then I think Rick found his inner Raylan G- uh, Givens. Totally hmm. justified, but if that if if so, does that make Shane Boyd Crowder, judging by the fervor of his survival monologues and willingness to do what he thinks needs to be done? I have another reason to continue watching and loving the show. Sly Justified reference. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know what he's talking about, start watching Justified on Fox. It's fucking awesome, and we cast about it. Um, thanks for the email, uh, Kellen B. I seem to have a love hate thing with me uh, going on between me and The Walking Dead. Since it started up, in my opinion, it's failed to start with a bang. We are back to the same spot. We've completely beat the let's stay on the boring farm to death. We need to move on. <laughs> Some inconsistently with the characters, such as Herschel suddenly having awakened to the fact that, yes, these people are really dead, to me isn't believable. For some reason, Maggie, after four or five days of Glenn being on the farm, falls in love with him. Then there's Lori for one reason or another. She seems to think Daryl needed to go out and find Herschel and Rick. Not 20 minutes before that. Rick was telling Lori that he she was he was going to find Herschel. Why do we need to send more people? And why the hell she saw the need to take it upon her to go and find them herself? I do not know why. Uh, can I make a comment about Glenn and Maggie real quick? Sure. Um, her suddenly falling in love with Glenn doesn't really surprise me very much, especially after we see uh, her confront Herschel about abandoning her this episode. I think she needs. You think she's cray? Uh, I think she's, she's a little cray. Yeah, I think she has some repressed like sexual issues Whoa, because. What? Well, I mean, you saw the atmosphere this episode that she grew up under, right? Uh, like her birth control, her sister freaked out, or she didn't, couldn't even tell her dad. Okay, not like 
she's got molested, but more. No, just no, like no, no. Yeah, repression, just, just repression. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I think that she, Glenn, being the only like guy around her age there, she's clinging to him as some sort of stability. I think. Uh, and that's kind of accelerating it. I mean, I think they have a connection, too. But. Well, and also in a crisis situation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, and when the hell are we going to find out what the heck Jenner said to Rick? I look forward to next week. <laughs> Let's hope question. Lori's dead. That's two. I got two wishing sweet, yeah. sweet death on Lori. Sorry to disappoint. <clears throat> and I, I guess <laughs> if we'd asked Daniel WB, he'd probably want Swiss, Swiss, sweet Oh, he probably death wants them all dead. Sweet, sweet, sweet death. Yeah. Rachel S. writes, uh, Shane washing Carol, which we had some... Yeah, what the creepy, fuck's about. creepy hand stuff. My there. initial reaction to watching a super weird scene between Shane and Carol was that the writers were referencing all the washing that people do in the New Testament, specifically Jesus washing Judas hmm. and the other apostles and Pontius Pilate washing his hands clean of the crucifixion. But that just might be five years of Catholic school in me speaking. Whoa, someone's going Breaking Bad on this show, man. <laughs> Looking into Getting it. Getting into the symbology. Yeah. Uh, Shane is so out of line for selfishly steering the conversation to relieve his guilt. guilt. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she couldn't believe that. Her other thought was that he was checking her arms for cuts or bites. Mm-hmm. And uh, since she came out of the woods alone, all dirtied up and kind of disheveled. Yeah. I actually think that's a dead-on observation. Yeah. I think that's probably all he's doing there, yes. honestly. He's trying to and, – and he's just nervously kind of trying to make himself – feel less guilty about everything but his yeah i had a change of heart after reading a couple emails on that yeah uh like that point a lot uh who does shane kill she's thinking that shane's going to kill someone she's on the my my theory for this half of the season she thinks the obvious answer is dale i think dale's Mm. attempts to confront shane stupidly alone and shane uh and shane's going to snap killing him and try to cover it up or he's going to call him on it he and rick fight a la rick and ooh, well almost did a uh, comic spoiler (laughs) <laughs> Delete that. Him and Carol fight to the death <laughs> in a cage <laughs> with chainsaws. And Carol or and Carl kills Shane. Or in a twist, Andrea snipes off Shane during his fight with Rick to avenge Dale. And nobody's mad except that they used fuel for the chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing of value was lost. <laughs> She'd actually prefer that as a makeup for Andrea's woefully careless mistake earlier in the season. No, no. Oh. Almost killing, intending to kill yeah. the greatest character in the show, sniping Shane would not make up for that. Nope, nope. Because I actually enjoy Shane's character. Taking he, him out of the show would be disappointing. If Snipey Andrea killed Rapey Shane, that'd be pretty cool, though. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, time for WV. This is hilarious. Did you see this? He wrote a poem about the show. I did not read this, no. It's called uh, A Misogyny, but it's spelled AMC Misogyny. <laughs> By Tom in West Virginia. Awesome. Bring it. Rocky Marathon starts tonight. Goodfellas die hard. Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, the guy network does it right. Two podcasters (laughs) tell us what they think. Breaking Bad, IFT, and Skylar White. Don't forget the Amazon link. Women, schwimmen, know what I mean? They have lifetime. We get AMC. The most excellent network where terms of endearment won't be seen. (laughs) Only one thing could be better. Boobs. Now there's a theme. Real live bouncy ones. Not in a sweater, but on the screen. <laughs> and then he closes it with Maggie. I think that last part is his most more spoken word. It's not really a, a poem, that the yeah. Maggie part. Yeah. I like it. That was pretty awesome. That was really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? AMC wants to be HBO so hard. 
They yeah, want to have yeah. boobs on these shows so badly. They pull it off every once in a while. What? Breaking Bad. That's the only time I can think. The uh, yeah. uh, MILF in season one, episode one. Yeah. Which, if you're watching a Netflix, you have no idea what the hell we're talking about because they cut that scene. You're kidding me. No. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, Netflix actually, there's there's a site you can find out, but they actually boulder-dashed a lot of the season one of Breaking Bad. That's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think it hurts the story, but... No, but you want to see it as intended. <laughs> you just want to I see will, I just want to see... No. Uh, but they also do it, I mean, Maggie's side boob. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good side boob. They fit as much boob as they can. Yeah. They, they push the boob envelope. <laughs> But sure. they're still basic cable, and they yep. want to be HBO so bad. Moving on. Thank you so much. That I laughed very, very hard yeah, that, was that cool. email. Uh, Brian K. Dub says, wow, another good episode. They must have fired the writers from season 2.0. Uh, how stupid is Lori to continue walking the town? Oh, by the way, this really is, stupid. This is uh, Trigger Finger. This, 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 oh, this email, the we, feedback for we went finger. over the Continental Divide, now we're in Trigger Finger territory. Awesome. Okay. Um, how stupid is it she continued to walk into town looking for Rick after being in a car accident and it being night? Doesn't she care at all about Carl or her baby or her own safety? No. The answer Apparently is clearly not. no. Yeah. All she cares so, about is being right. Right. That's, that's wow. Yeah. That's, I think, that should be on her tombstone. I, I mean, that sums it up. Uh, the, the stuff, I don't know. I don't like her, man. Let's move on. I don't on. like her. Uh, I'm also so glad they made those low lies from Philly and not New York. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'm guessing Brian K. Dub is from New York. He must be. Yeah, everybody's got the, you know, Philly as a whipping boy. Yeah. So not Anyway, either. Drew T. says, what's up, fellas? How about this Walking Dead? I thought last night's episode was solid as a carnivore poop. <laughs> there were some nice yeah. parallels and comparisons to be drawn. Glenn's feelings of selfishness and wanting to do whatever is necessary to survive mirrored Shane's actions with Otis. They both acted in ways that they weren't proud of because they didn't want their loved ones to lose them. The only difference is that Glenn was and is yellow. What the fuck? That's racist. <laughs> oh, no. What, do you work for ESPN? <laughs> he means like Michael J. Fox yellow. Oh, okay. That's what he means. Sorry. I just got hold some Glenn sanity. <laughs> uh, and Shane was murderous. Um, I I feel like I subconsciously stole Drew T's point a moment ago in this podcast. You might have, yeah. It's like uh, yeah. by osmosis. Sorry about that. Um, another parallel was obvious, an obvious one between Philly kids and Randall. They left Randall and not Tyrese. And right after Herschel squirts said they can't leave Rick. What? What? This, the, the nicknames are, are fucking with me, man. <laughs> but the more subtle parallel was the fact that Herschel wanted to kill Randall, uh, a.k.a. Otis, but Rick under Zombie Siege wouldn't. Hmm. Mm, yeah. I don't think it's quite the same, but uh, an interesting parallel. Anyway, Jim, keep up the good work. Aaron, oh. meh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. I love this emailer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm not, you for not, that email. not a fan. Not a fan. He's no, he's giving me like a meh. Him? He's giving me a meh. <laughs> well, he so, doesn't like you either. I barely so. Uh, Jesse B says, according to an interview on Sirius Radio with Andrew, just just remember this. Oh no, just remember this, uh, Drew T. I chick. I choose to feed. I'm the one that knocks. <laughs> I choose the feedback to read. Yeah, so he keep does. pulling that shit, Drew T. See, see where what it gets happens. you. Uh, Jesse B says, according to the interview on Sirius Radio <laughs> with Andrew Lincoln, it's only been two weeks since Rick landed in the hospital oh, and the zombie apocalypse started. Nah, I don't That's buy that insane. timeline. No. It's taken them two weeks to decide it's like who's going to go after Carl. Either Jenner is right, and it's been 60 days since the outbreak went global, mm-hmm. or Rick's been in a coma for two weeks. 
they both I think can Rick be has right. A concussion. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, brain damage. This seems to me from the, from the timeline of the show that they both can't be right. So yeah, I'm with you. Anyway, um, front runner slash the lone crazy man slash the listener with many many names uh, says my thought about this show's direction. How awesome was this episode? I would say outside of your typical silly shit that this show has become known for, this was a solid A+. Hmm. In my opinion, for a storyline, gore, and a direction it's heading. I think the writers and director has listened to comments from everyone last year, which, according to the interview, yeah, head on. he clearly has. I saw him on Talking Dead, and he seemed like it. Uh, they have addressed a few of them, what seems to be uh, having plans to address more coming up. I also thought the zombie scenes for this week were one of the better ones, and it really wasn't that f- even that full of them. It was just the way they did the scenes with more in quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a great episode when I get to the end and only felt like 20 minutes worth. I wish they'd make this a one and a half hour show because I don't feel fully satisfied at the end of each week's episode. And if they made it an hour and a half every week, they could fit in like two or three Jesus sermons. Oh, yeah. Each week. Every week. <laughs> I yeah. kid. I kid because <laughs> I love. Um, so they open up with Lori in the car and a pesky varmint trying to claw his way in. I give kudos to the writer and directors on the scene. I thought it was very well envisioned and had everything a great scene should have in it, right down to the sound. Mm-hmm. You guys should do something for me to get what I mean. I need you to run the show right up to that when that scene starts and turn off all the lights, press play, and close your eyes. It really helps to put yourself into the scene and the sound I thought was the best part. Oh, that sounds too scary for me. Yeah, <laughs> I do watch it. I do watch the show in the dark now. I've because yeah. if you are a longtime listener of the show, you know I'm a complete pussy. <laughs> When it comes to horror stuff, I've worked uh-huh. my way up. You to freeze up like Glenn. I do. Yeah. I, I progressively shit my pants throughout the episode <laughs> like Glenn. And uh, I've worked my way up to uh, watching in the dark, holding hands with Jim. That's my <laughs> next step is different. Move off the love seat. Yeah. Stop yeah. holding hands. Um, I also love the part when he's pushing his face through the glass and all skin is being shaved off the side of his face. Yeah. Disgusting. Like I so much it. heavenly ham. Uh. I thought it was not in Herschel's demeanor to let a man be eaten alive after taking a shot. When he realizes he can't stop him, he just watched him being eaten. The old Herschel would have shot him in the head to stop the suffering. Hmm. That was curious. Hart, I mean, Herschel had the gun in his hand. You'd think he'd do the whole, you know, put him, give him a shot in the head, put him out of his misery. Yeah. But again, it's dark and it's a ways away. Yeah, it was pretty far away. And Glenn was in danger there, too. True, true. Uh, I absolutely love the direction Daryl is going and hope he stays this way. I, uh, the loving, caring Daryl has got to go. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that, but I think he's going to end up pushing Carol to the point of doing something stupid to get her killed, herself killed sooner or later. This would fall in line with my prediction from last week that Carol will die soon. Uh, he claims the smartest one in the group is Andrea with what she told Shane about all the calls he's been making with the barn, wanting them to start mm. searching for so- so- Sophia and lying to Lori. She said these were all right things to do, but needs a lighter touch in his presentation, leaves something to be desired. She hit the nail on the head with him yep. and shows whose team Andrew's on big time. Now for a complaint. I think it's absolutely crap that AMC is forcing me to set my TiVo to record the new show Comic Book Men to see the sad sneak peek they brag so much about. I've not even tried watching the first episode of this show because I don't care anything about it. Um, my advice... Skip it and watch it on YouTube. Like literally the next yeah, day, yeah, yeah. the preview is going to be on YouTube in high uh, high quality. So hmm. I've been watching the encore uh, uh, presentation, and they show it immediately after the show as well. So nice, a couple options you got there. 
this week's best quote and runners up Shane uh, wins for well I'm going to go get some flowers and candy look like <laughs> look at this folks we're back in fantasy land yeah that was good runner up Daryl ain't you a peach and th- second runner up Andrea Shane has done more to keep this group alive than anybody including Rick that's true you're supposed to say you can't believe that nope you can't I believe possibly it. believe that it's true things that pissed him off the lack of T-Dog's involvement and lines uh, close up shots of those ugly boots that Lori wears <laughs> And the whole Dale persona is getting old. He needs a new direction. His character is not moving forward. Hmm. So Michael M. Finally, until we get this uh, uh, last feedback before the spoiler, I like this episode. To be very honest, what struck me most was the actors now know everything that we know as an audience. And I can't remember the last time this was ever the case. Uh, actually, they know more than us now because they know the Doctor's secret uh, passed on to Rick. I like the status, and the slate is now ready for new developments. Yeah, I mean they're they're ready to get off the farm now, right? Right, and he's Is that what we're hoping. Well, yeah, and he's basically saying that the characters at this point usually we know more than the characters do because gotcha. you know in Breaking Bad they split up between like, uh, goddamn Walt and Jesse mm-hmm. and Chicken Man, they're all doing different things, but none of them know what each other's doing, and we're like the omniscient uh, person watching it all. Uh-huh. Here, the only real secret they had. You know, Lori being pregnant and Shane being a murderous dick. Everybody mm-hmm. pretty much knows that now. They might not have exact evidence, but it's widespread belief that Shane killed Otis. I wonder... Andrea doesn't know that yet, does she? I don't think she believes... Do, uh, um, do you think that's going to change her opinion if she... No, if I someone think she heard that to her. Dale saying that. that oh, she that's just doesn't right, want to yeah. believe it. Yeah, I don't... Mm, I don't know. Because he, he basically came out and told Lori that he did uh, kill Otis. Right. So I wonder if that would affect Andrea's opinion of him if if someone besides Dale was saying it. I don't know. What do you think their relationship is now? Because last I saw, Andrea was boning Shane. Mm-hmm. And Shane today kind of threw her a piece of red meat saying, I should have left with you when I had the chance. Yeah. I kind of think there's more than this just to him being right that there's a little bit of candle holding going on. Candle holding? She's holding a candle in her savage hand. Candle making more like it. All right. No, I have no idea. Do you have any other points, or should we keep nope. the outro? Because we've got uh, quite a bit of spoilers to consider, too. Yeah, let's do the outro. Um, and again, these are some no-shit spoilers. So hold on to your butts. If you listen to the music, you got no one to blame but yourself. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, If you'd like to keep up with what Jim and I are doing with their other cast, Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead, and soon the uh, Mad Men and Game of Thrones. Mad Men, Game of Thrones, Justified. Justified. We can do that as like a two-part harmony. Yeah. Go to baldmove.com. Send us email, watchingdead at baldmove.com. As you can see, we read as much of this stuff as we possibly can. Uh, Follow us on facebook.com slash baldmove for great links and commentary and discussions going on throughout the week. Tweet at Jim at baldmove, twitter.com slash or at baldmove. And uh, we can continue using your support uh, with more iTunes reviews and subscriptions. That helps us uh, rise up in the ranks and helps people on the Internet find us. And you can materially contribute to us by using our affiliate link uh, for Amazon, amazon.baldmove.com. You go to amazon.baldmove.com. It takes you right to Amazon's front page. Anything you buy, you get the same great price, same great shipping, and we get a little tiny kickback i wonder if the listeners are getting tired of that well specifically I, you rubbing your fingers together next to the microphone if, if, if i will stop saying it as soon as we cover it's like so once we hit the goal of covering across i'll stop mentioning it 
All right. So if they, if they don't want to hear it, then, you know, start using Amazon link. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be covering uh, 18 Miles Out is the title. So if you are keen on spoilers and you want to hear some ridiculous ones, stick around until after the music. If not, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you in the cool, exclusive, ultra-hip spoiler section. back with the spoiler section go ahead and roll the clip for next week episode of amc's the walking dead can't just be the good guy and expect to live not anymore my husband is out there we are trying to create a life worth living don't you dare tell me that i take this for granted stay away from her don't you step foot inside this house again it's my call man i think you can keep them safe A special look at a scene from next week's The Walking Dead will be revealed during Comic Book Man. Next on oh, AMC. Oh, shit. So. Is that it between Rick and Shane? Is he going to uh, chop him down like I a cherry tree? I think that's the point where he no. dies, surely. <laughs> Neither but do I. We see, so 18 Miles Out is apparently where they decide to drop the kid out or, or town. We gotcha. see some interesting stuff here. The one most interesting, besides Lori acting like a fucking lunatic, <laughs> was a showdown between Andrea and Maggie. Oh, okay. I've heard spoilers that this is because her sister is taking a turn for the worse. And mm. Andrea is... I think she's a zombie? Well, I don't know. I just heard that that's... And we're going to read a little bit about this uh, uh, feedback. But that my speculation, based on the knowledge that she's taking a turn for the worse and they're having this conversation, don't you know get out of this house, don't, don't come near her again, is Andrea is advocating putting her out of her misery. That's my speculation hmm. based on the informed okay. spoiler. Um, what else we got to talk about here? Uh, Shane so and Rick. Rick and Shane, yeah. They go we out see zombies, so we know we're going to have some more zombies. Definitely. We see Rick brandishing a knife. I don't know if that's to attack Shane with or not. But he does throw a punch at him, which Shane catches. Yes, he does. Under his arm. I don't know where he was aiming with that I punch. Know, it seemed, it shot. seemed a pretty weak, ineffective punch to me. Yeah, definitely. A very, very beta punch. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to hurt anybody. No, he's an armpit. He's just dragging his armpit with his elbow. He's going to hug him to death. Yeah. He's going to hug him to death. Oh, and they got the headbutt from Shane. Yeah, that's Aerodynamic head right to Rick's. Andrea savagely running across the ground. Yeah. You sure that's Rick? Probably would have killed Rick without the lobes to (laughs) cause some drag. Wait a second. Is that. Are you you sure that's Rick's hand grabbing that knife? Uh, Not positive, no. Okay. No, that doesn't look like Rick's hand. Doesn't look he, like he doesn't wear a bracelet. Well, plus it doesn't look like the uh, look at the shirt he's wearing there. This shirt yeah. is like a plaid shirt. This shirt is a solid shirt. So whose knife is that? It almost looks like a woman's hand. Really? Well, with the bracelet on, yeah. Maybe it's Lori. Maybe it does look like something the shirt that she'd wear. She wears that checkered shit a lot. Uh, yeah. Watch okay. two guys. Listen to two guys <laughs> watch a trailer over and over again. Yeah. So I mean, let's get to the spoiler stuff. It looks have... like there's going to be a lot of action next week. Is the cool thing. Agreed. Do you have any spoilers? Uh, I have one feedback spoiler from uh, Raphael S, who says who uh, gives us his opinion on what he thinks might happen. Uh, he says, "Okay, so there are a couple things I want to address first. Shane will most likely die." 
Uh, Carl wants to name the baby Sophia. Maggie and Glenn adopt the original Sophia in the comics. So um, I'm not sure, like, okay, so here's what I think will happen. Lori will die next season after having the baby, leaving Rick with a baby that is not his. I think this could be an homage fulfillment of the comic books by having Glenn and Maggie adopt the Shane and Lori love child. Hmm. Interesting. That would be a very weird twist. Like I, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Right. I'm just saying, wow, that creates a lot of weird relationships within the group, mm-hmm. which I think has to happen sooner or later, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this this group is very incestuous, not in not in that way, but they're all they have. Right. So sooner or later, things are going to get a little bit weird between these people. Sure. And that if would they, do it. If they want to repopulate the Earth anyway. Yeah, that would definitely be weird. So, uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. Bob from Illinois said, you guys have been saying for months that Jenner whispered in Rick's ear that everyone is infected and we become a zombie no matter what. Yeah. I definitely agree with that because what else could it be? Uh, I don't care. I mean, yeah. it's probably, I don't know that I've been saying that other than that's the, probably the most likely thing from the small pool of options you could have said other than, again, I'm a big fan of the whole slip and tongue. <laughs> the tongue in the ear? Yeah. yeah. You're mm-hmm. a very you're a very attractive man. Rick. One more thing before I die. Mm-hmm. I've always <laughs> wanted to make out with a man. He's, he just checked. Yeah. He, he ticked off something from his bucket list. Uh, <laughs> however, going off the spoilers that you guys revealed, Rick stabs Shane and kills him. Shane returns as a zombie. Carl shoots him. This would seem to mesh with Jenner's pronouncement that we are all future zombies. On the other hand, if Rick had his vital information, you would think that he would shoot Shane in the head to ensure he definitely would not come back. So either Rick is yeah. a careless dumbass, I added the dumbass myself, <laughs> uh-huh. or Jenner didn't tell him about the survivor's inevitable future. Either way, the Jenner secret has to be the worst handled story hole in recent memory for TV shows. Definitely. Yeah, I have to go back to Lost, completely forgetting about Walt before I can think of a mm, more ineptly yeah. handled plotline. Sure. And you're right. Like if if it goes to pass, and I have no reason to believe it won't, the way that the uh, spoiler secret agent. Uh, outlined it for us last week. Uh, Rick is a complete idiot to not shoot Shane in the head if he knows that's going to happen. So that is Definitely. a big plot hole. Either, right? Uh, y- yeah. I mean, he has consistently been shooting people in the head when he shoots them. So mm-hmm. we w- he's got to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other interesting thing here is, did we do the spoiler on Dale dying yet? We didn't. No, I'm about to. Okay. Uh, when we get to that, I want to talk about... Um, the relationship between Shane and Rick and Dale. Okay. Uh, Thorley W double dipped in the spoiler section. He says he has a prediction. Carl Jr. Will kill. <laughs> I love how I've infected everyone. That <laughs> yeah. brain bug. Carl's Jr. Will kill someone in an upcoming episode in the comics. He already killed at least two hormal, two hormal Newmans, two normal <laughs> humans, Shane and the child who murdered another child. I don't think it will be Shane. The character is too popular and hasn't built up to that point yet, at least for a while. But if Dave and Fat Tony's crew come to the farm looking for payback, I could see him killing someone in defense of someone in the group or to avenge a death like his mother's. I don't think it will be to avenge Lori's death because so much of the Carl Jr. story has revolved around the concerns his parents have for him. And it's likely the writers will want him to kill someone and see how Lori and Rick each deal with it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty solid. That they need to keep Lori and Rick around for Carl's first shooting death. Hmm, Because it makes it more interesting. Definitely it does. Yeah. That doesn't mean the show's going to do it. Because they don't always (laughs) take the most interesting option. But that's a solid analysis. Yeah. Um, Does killing a zombie count? Because if 
it's kind of cheap if they do have him kill Zombie Shane. It's a little a little bit of a cop out compared to how hard the comics went, and I'm yeah. kind of starting to worry that this show is always going to be pulling its punches compared to the comic. Maybe because comic has be right. fucked up stuff in it, yeah, man. Definitely, definitely. You haven't I mean, seen some of the fucked and... up stuff that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Michael D. Uh, says he has he delivered us a synopsis. This is a proud bald move tradition. We read the synopsis from upcoming episodes mm. uh, for uh, two ten through two thirteen. Hmm. Um, this season feels extremely short. Yeah, that's it. Two thirteen. I guess I was expecting well, it's, it's it to the be split. I think. Well, right, because I, I guess I expected to be split into two eight episode, giving a total of sixteen. But there's only thirteen, yeah. so this is a mad dash to the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season two, episode ten, eighteen miles out. Uh, Rick and Shane are now in conflict over the fate of an outsider. Andrea helps Herschel's daughter face a crucial decision. Uh, number one, Andrea might help Maggie make a decision to stay on the farm or with Glenn. Uh, or two, maybe the outsider is Tyrese. Number two, I don't think Tyrese mm-hmm. exists in this. I don't think he's ever going to be a part of the show. Uh, yeah. If he does, they're going to make him. So. It's going to. They're going to. They're going to morph T Dog into Tyrese. Yes, yeah. uh, which they need to do quickly. One that would be interesting, but it doesn't address what we saw in this promo here. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it would be know. interesting to have the person who was wanting to bail on the group a couple episodes ago now counsel another one to stay. Uh, season two, episode 11, judge, jury, executioner, Rick sides with Shane, causing Dale to worry that he's losing his grip on humanity. Carl's actions have unintended consequences. He doesn't have any speculation for this, but I'm going to tell you a, Hmm. our little mole insider mole and anonymous tipster says that Dale dies as a result of Carl's actions. Yeah. So he's Dale's dead in episode 11 from our sources. And I, Talking about that, I was wondering if maybe they're going to have Shane kill Dale because we've already seen the the uh, tension there. We saw Lori tell Rick that Dale is or that Shane is dangerous. Interesting. How would that to me would would set the stage for Rick killing Shane? If Shane is willing to kill one of the group, then he knows that he's dangerous. Theorize, Mister Data. Why would Carl have anything to do with that? Carl. Yeah, Carl. Carl's actions have unintended consequences. And the anonymous tipster says Dale dies as a result of Carl's actions. Hmm. I th- you think it's possible that I have an idea? Do you have one? It, it, he could let something slip to Shane that That's Dale what said. I'm thinking. That maybe like that he told Lori mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, I I could see a big uh, run up here because I'm thinking when I first read that I'm thinking Carl's like twirling his gun and it actually shoots oh, Dale yeah, in the yeah. head. But now That'd I think that's. Lame. That's or something like that. Just something along being those a lines. Kid. Yeah. Um, I actually like your idea better. I don't know. It, it would be interesting you're, to you're see. You are clutch this podcast, Jim. I tell you. Yeah. Knock theory. Knocking it out of the park, and the listeners are eating it up. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just met over here. Also, if you've noticed, Shane has a pot of coffee. That no, no. never mind. <laughs> um, season two. I'm also having trouble not convulsing, coughing, and belching at the same time. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Uh, season 2, Episode 12, Better Angels. Better Angels? Uh, okay. Better Angels. I wonder if that's supposed to be Better Angles. Uh, no, it's about the baseball team. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> Someone dangerous may be loose near the farm. Rick, Shane, Daryl, and Glenn help keep the group safe. Uh, number one, maybe they see some kind of Mich- uh, sign of Michonne as someone dangerous Ooh. may be loose near the farm. And if our speculation is correct... 
then Shane dies in this episode. No. And episode two, or season two, episode 13, Beside the Dying Fire, Rick and Carl find a farm in jeopardy. The group is split up in the chaos, and Rick's leadership is questioned. Uh, maybe, uh, again, this is all uh, mm. what you've been hearing is coming from Michael D. Maybe after Rick and Carl kill Shane, they come back to see the farm overrun by zombies, and a group is angry about Shane being dead. See, and that, if that happens at the same time that the daughter Beth turns into a zombie... She comes out and starts oh, eating people. Oh, all shit could break loose. Oh, man. They could really create some good scenes here. It sounds like a hell of a cliffhanger again. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, all these art, all these episodes sound strong. And if they kill a ma- two major characters in the next mm-hmm. one, two, three, four episodes, that's going to be pretty intense. I wonder how I'll feel about the show after those two characters are gone. Because I feel like Shane adds just a massive amount to this show without him i would not be nearly as interested in it uh, but i think rick can do that and rick also can. i think rick's a more interesting character and and dale uh, whatever this <laughs> love triangle between him and Lori and shane is what is causing so and this whole like rick's not a leader rick is a leader is causing so much mm-hmm. of this bullshit melodrama as you call it yeah it and does need to resolve itself the best way to resolve it would be i honestly wish that and i said this on facebook uh, in this massive thread that I was engaged in with the listeners, I wish that Shane and Lori both would die because mm-hmm. I think the only interesting thing in this whole relationship is the relationship between Rick and Carl. Rick and Carl? Yes. Hmm. Like that okay. father-son thing it, it interests me. I I do not like Lori. Yeah. I think Shane going away is not going to make her a more likable character. Um. I'm starting like Andrea. I definitely like Maggie. Uh, yeah. I'm actually even starting to take a shine to Carol, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I like Daryl. If they're going to get do away with Dale, if they could get away, do away with Lori, that in one fell swoop is destroying <laughs> most of the bull, the cancer that's killing the show. Yeah, like I said, she's a she's a drama queen, man. She's and stirring the pot. Lori does die not too far into the comic books. All right, get her out of here. Gone. She dies done. at the end of the prison storyline. Yeah. So, you know, whether they kill her this season or next, uh, you know, I think she needs to die to make room for development of Carl. And plus, maybe yeah, well, think- what do you think about uh, what Raphael said about her dying after she has the baby? I don't like it. I don't like this group running around the baby. No, I feel about the baby right. the same way I feel with Raylan and Winona. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's just going to tie it down and make it. You know, yeah, the baby's going to be the Mac- main character less the, interesting. The baby's going to be a MacGuffin that's always in danger, and yep. you know. It's going to be the new Sophia, and it's even going to be named Sophia. <laughs> um, man, I had a point about shit. You that see, this is the Derailed. first time you didn't come through. Yep. You fucking weren't clutch, Jim. <laughs> You've undone all your clutch work to this podcast. Oh, well, I had then that's brilliant. the end of the episode. No. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It is? Okay. Unless I can get it back, and nope, it's gone. Nope. All right, well, <laughs> join us next week where I will totally destroy A-Rod's <laughs> train of thought once again. This time earlier in the episode, so it really ruins it. Derail it to where my train of thought <laughs> jumps a track, flips over, kills yep. every idea aboard, and yep. I'm just a catonic mess. I'm like Maggie's <laughs> sister, Beth. Beth. I totally Beth it. Awesome. All right. Well, join us next week for uh, 18 Miles Out. Yep. See y'all.